Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Probably Science. Um, I'm uh, Jesse Case, doing my first little intro here. So uh, we got a great show for you. Arcade Fire is here, we'll be right back. <laughs> um, and I am joined as always by Andy Wood. Yes. And Mr. Matt Kirshen. Thank you for the full title. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and um, we have, some, uh, we have some, some great guests today, but first, do we have any b- business to attend to? Do we have... Uh, I got a direct at reply from the official Pepto-Bismol Twitter account. Is that, that, is that was newsworthy? A, that, no, that's newsworthy. <laughs> okay, we have to that, talk that about that. Do we have to give a shout out to Pepto now? Uh, Are they sponsors? I'm, I'm just very happy. I saw that it. That you, they tweeted a diarrhea tweet <laughs> yes. and you replied with a diarrhea joke. <laughs> right. And then, no, my, it was a grammar joke. Yep. <laughs> oh, the Twitter from Pepto said, uh, the tweet from Pepto said, uh, uh, most Awkward places to experience, comma, diarrhea, question mark. Go. Oh my so it was like they were asking diarrhea, what's right. the most awkward place you've been? Sure, sure. And, and, I, and I just said, are you asking diarrhea about its travels? And, right, um, right. And somebody at Pepto, who's uh, too snarky for their own good, is like, if anybody knows someone named diarrhea, it's us. I'm like, okay, you guys are a little too cavalier. Wow. About this I get that wow. your medicine is for when you get the shits, but you shouldn't be that open about it. Uh, the, the other day, um, uh, a friend of mine tweeted something about that movie, La- Last Vegas. Yeah, that movie oh. that's coming out with yeah. De Niro and all that. Can't wait. And he's got like 300 followers, you know? So he, he tweeted like... Um, yeah, so it's like uh, it was something dumb. I don't know. It's it's like oh, can't wait to see Las Vegas, or uh, as I like to call it, you know, um, the Hangover with diabetes, or something something like right, that. Right, right. And like uh, like CBS Films like at replied him like personally with with like well five Oscar winners is no small feat, my friend. You know, it's just like what an insecure like personal <laughs> insecure studio. Um, so we don't have any donations or anything uh, like that? Well, I'd love to think it's the actual head of CBS who is there. Yeah, yeah. Les the Moonves is just stewing in his office. <laughs> How dare he? He worked hard on this movie. Like, I don't think Jerry's going to come out of the ship. Um, <laughs> what? That Arrested Development where like oh, oh, Ron Howard always hung out in a module. And Jerry Bruckheimer's got his own pirate ship. He's got his own pirate ship in his office. Yeah, I don't think we have any anyone to thank because we're... We're recording a lot of episodes in a row. I don't, should we pull we back say the that? curtain like this? Don't, well, you did don't say last week. do that. Yeah. Don't show them how the sausage is Some of this science news is going to be a week old by the time you listen to it. Because, or two. Because Andy's in Nicaragua. Where I've been told I shouldn't drive at night. So if I have driven at night, I'm dead when you're hearing this. But I figure if I die and then you, there's an episode of me saying that I die, like that'll be either awesome or super tragic. Like it's, it's too... I guess it protects me because like there wouldn't be... It'd be too... Iron, not ironic, but... I can't die now that I've said I'm going to die. I, sure. I hope. I sure. think that's legally how death works. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, real fast, and then we're going to introduce our wonderful yes. guests because we're uh, we're very excited about them, and we have uh, very funny people on the show today. Um, uh, we I've I've started messing around with Photoshop. We're g- we're going to make those shirts. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to make the be a lady fart into a tissue shirts. Excellent. <laughs> those will be for sale. Um, uh, One of our guests likes it. Um, yeah, the guests like it. Everyone likes it. Uh, I guess we'll have them for our guests. If you, you, we'll, we'll send you guys some. But that line, it sort of went viral among the uh, Rob Sai listeners. Yep. And the probably um, scientists, as they're called. The probably scientists, and um, you know, we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna. I've been looking at Victorian clip art. It's gonna be a cool shirt. <laughs> 
It's going to be a cool shirt. Um, we do have we do have one email from our guest from last week's episode, um, but I'll get into it once we've introduced our guest. Yes, I think. let's do that. Yes. Oh, uh, first of all, to my right, um, a former co-worker on Love You Mean It with Whitney Cummings, a fast-rising star in the world of comedy writing. Uh, you may know his work uh, from Adam Devine's House Party or from the upcoming season of Workaholics, Scotty Landis. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. <laughs> this is my third podcast experience. Wow. And easily the best one already. Nice. Is this well, really only your third podcast? Yes. Wow, I, I, buddy. I dare say you are our best guest ever. Uh, no present company, uh, no offense, but you're the only guest who ever shown up with gifts, and those gifts are pretty Awesome. Yeah, I brought oh, you guys champagne here? and scratch-off tickets, so I figured we'd all scratch off a scratch-off, and if we win, we'll pop the champagne. Not, he's not kidding. There's a stack of scratch-offs wow. and a bottle of Shandon. We should introduce our other guest as well, a hilarious comedian, one of my favorite people in comedy. Uh, the wonderful Heather Thompson. Hi. I didn't know there was going to be a competition. Uh, I would have baked something. <laughs> you did. No. I like you brought us half a bottle of water. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's actually for me. Oh. Thanks. This so. is awkward. <laughs> and uh, also, um, I just have to throw in, since I double booked um, hanging out with a friend <laughs> and recording the podcast, sitting to my right off mic, although he will be piping in, is the uh, uh, hilarious... Um, Future star, going to be more famous than everyone. Um, uh, I'm a huge, uh, huge fan. James Austin Johnson. Uh, hi, probably science listeners. That's yeah. enough. That's and good. Um, <laughs> that's good. So that was good. So um, yeah, a sixer. We got a six top going here. Too much. Too much. Do, do uh, we want to? Do we want to scratch the cards now? Or should we save know. it for the do, end of the episode? We'll save it for the end. I it's feel like that'll be a fun little. <laughs> or maybe we punctuate every story. In between every story, we scratch off another two. No, because here's the deal: if we do it now and one of us wins, we all quit. We're all done <laughs> immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. Um, Is this a tacit agreement? I guess it's not tacit now. It's uh, it's an explicit an agreement that we all split whatever these tickets become. Right? Your show. Not, your, uh, I think just, I'm a this giver. is the property of everyone at this table. If any of these win, it's a six-way split. I'm happy for a split. I also yeah. think if we win uh, like an amount that is, say, a dollar, say equivalent to another ticket, then that gets reinvested in another ticket. Okay. Okay. That gets reinvested. Until all six of us win. <laughs> Forever <laughs> and ever. Yeah. You know, Heather, I don't think you know how the lottery works. <laughs> uh, I think we do it until all six of us lose. Um, I'm pretty sure gambling has never ended up financially wrong. <laughs> well, the house always wins means our house, right? Yeah, right. This is the house. We, we always win. If you live in this if house, you're a winner. If we nickname our little crew here the house, then we have to win. Yeah, yeah. we have to win. <laughs> also, if history is any indication, living in this house... Uh, promises the exact opposite of winning. <laughs> we, we are going to lose. Yeah. Uh, we lose. The people who have been here 10 and 20 years um, <laughs> are not... <laughs> They're not on the fast track. No, no, no. <laughs> we've, we've spent too much time... Well, the uh, lady at the grocery store said, good luck. And then she kind of like gave me that look like she knew. So I have a feeling somebody's nice. walking away with a car equivalent. We're going to get <laughs> it. Excellent. Oh, wow. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. That is solid. Let's just That's do solid. one right now. We could do right. one. Okay, fine. fine. I like that fine. kid who like has to open a present just, the night before yes, Christmas. Yes, <laughs> Let me have is that this. what you guys? Now, Andy, we've talked about your family's weird, weird ass Christmas traditions before. Oh, like the hiding the almond in your mouth with the rice pudding. Yeah, oh. like I said, the yeah. weird ass <laughs> Christmas. Weird ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing that he just stated as if it was a thing. That we <laughs> like that thing where you hide an almond in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to uncover the winning number. Which is scratching. It is he's good scratching. Radio. Thirteen. Thirteen <laughs> is the winning number. Now I have five chances to win. Let's see what this one is. 
Nine. That is not the same it's as close, 13. It's, it's within four of it. Uh, wait a minute. 13. We you want won. a free ticket. We want a ticket. Oh, they're so keeping you in the, the system. <laughs> do we have to pop the champagne? I think we do. Yeah. It's room That's temperature. It. <laughs> we won another. Okay. We, we're at break even at this point. Hey, that's yeah. a win. That's a win. No, that a is a win. a win. Okay, so we, we have to reinvest that. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, pretty solid. Now, you guys. Um, <laughs> what? That's the least exciting group. <laughs> All right, well, All right, well that's we got another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saving it because I know the next one's going to be 10 grand, so I can't blow my yeah, life. No, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry, wait a second. Let's take this again. <laughs> Andy, put it back on. Put it back I on. I'm putting it back on. <laughs> it's my house. <laughs> um... Now, uh, normally we do this where we we will discuss uh, discuss our listeners' um, sort of science backgrounds. What do you guys, or our guests even? <laughs> Fuck you, man! I feel like uh, look, it's early for me, and, uh, or our guests even. Um, any any science schooling, Heather? Uh, I wrote a bunch of poems for my conceptual physics, and and they really were received very well. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I kind of went to a little bit of a. Out there, school. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember any of your physics poems? Yeah, they were like dumb stuff. Like, like you were supposed to prove that you understood what you know, like words meant. So they would just be stuff like falling in love. You know, like falling with gravity. Only they probably were like much more cry for help in my adolescence. <laughs> probably more like falling into depression because I'm chubby and the boys don't talk to me. You know, because I have inertia, like the kind of inertia that doesn't make you move and take the bagel out of your hands. Probably stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> remember the, the, my first night in L.A., I saw you at a show, uh, and you had that line, uh, sit, down in the, uh, sit down in the shower, sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I laughed so hard at that. Um, I, was, I was just bummed I related to it so much. <laughs> that I, um, you, you, that's really common. That's my one thing where if people want to hug me over something, it's that line. <laughs> I think uh, way more people sit down in the shower than admit to it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I definitely yeah. do it. I did yeah. frequently, even yeah. when I'm not just sad. I enjoy it. Yeah. Just and when I'm hungover, that's my go-to. I do it just because I can't pee standing up. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person who can make pissing on yourself in the shower sound cute. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm so disgusted by my shower. I wouldn't touch the yeah the feet. <laughs> even having my feet touch it is disgusting. Like the idea of a bath. I'm like, you mean like lying down where you shower? That's oh, that's uh, the oh. worst. Well, it's a dude house. Yeah, it is a dude house. <laughs> it is a dude house. Um, any, any science learning for you? Only up through high school. After that, I don't think I did anything. I no science at all. Except, you know, cable really caught up to speed, and I watch a ton of science on TV. Sure, sure. That's as close as we can get these days. To, like, that's probably going to be 90% of America's uh, knowledge of science in 10 or 20 years. Which is improving. I think there's been a recent resurgence of good science things in popular media. Mm. Yeah. And things that involve, you know, putting a mannequin in something and ramming it into oh, a Mythbusters, yeah. I count that as proper science. Oh, it is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I prove it. Um, you used to work on Mega Drive with, uh, with Johnny Pemberton. That's right. Uh, which sort of wasn't Mythbusters exactly, but uh, did involve some very high octane. Uh, it did. It was like a show where we took every car, or vehicle, or plane, or boat that you've never seen a normal person drive. And then Johnny had failed his driving test three times, so we sent him to the middle of the country to drive these things. And then we set up. Uh, reasons for him to crash, things for him to blow up, things for him to knock over that the guy, the instructor, doesn't know that we've done for the most part. So we would write creatively like these big things that 
scientifically we couldn't pull off at all. Right, we couldn't right. ever make it happen. So, but, but we did have him take a chicken into a plane. We had him take a cat into a submarine and shit on the instructor's head. <laughs> uh, I was a two-man sub in Catalina Island, and they went underwater about eight feet, and the cat got so nervous it just climbed up on this guy's head, <laughs> and he didn't really get it. We were like, no, it's just like a bit. It's like a funny thing. And then the cat shit on his head. So, like ten cameras rolling. It was great. That's I think that, awesome. I think That's science. I probably that's a, wouldn't mm-hmm. get the bit if I was. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a long day in the writer's room, huh? <laughs> Just what a what a what a shitty tough job that is. The most high concept. Two weeks to break that story. Yeah. 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 Let's just sleep on this one, guys. I think this is a homework. Yeah. Um, Didn't you also drop a boat onto a car or vice versa? Oh, that's the best one we ever did. So we had to we smashed a smart car at the beginning of every episode. So we bought a new smart car and then we would kill it. That was the whole thing, killing a smart car. And so we set one up where we put it on a train track, and Johnny's like. Like, all aboard, here comes the 415, whatever. (laughs) And then he runs off and then seems like it. And then this anchor falls from off screen and all this chain falls. And then uh, like a 26-foot yacht just drops (laughs) out of the sky and lands on the smart car. And the smart car caught it like a like a glove, like oh, holding a taco, just held it up there. And uh, yeah, that's my favorite one. That's the, my favorite that's thing great. that we did. And that's uh, and then host- we just left. <laughs> Probably still <laughs> left there. Left it there on the train track. <laughs> yeah. It'll take care of itself, I think. Yeah. You guys seen those photos of uh, like abandoned film sets, like the Star Wars sets in Tunisia? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's getting the sand is starting to take it over. Yeah, like that just become like a roadside attraction. It's a thing. Yeah, a small town will grow up around it. Are yeah, you nerds will honeymoon at it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, uh, that show was hosted by Johnny Pemberton, who was one of our first guests on the show back in, I believe, about episode seven or eight. So you can go to probablyscience.com and find uh, episode six of Johnny Pemberton. And you can also find uh, pictures and the donation button if you care to you help us contribute. You also. Yep, keep and running of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to help us invest in some more scratch-offs. And you can find the link to iTunes where you can leave nice comments and uh, nice ratings. You can and subscribe if you're not already a su- subscriber to the show. They're all fun things you can do at probablyscience.com. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. That nice. website, one more time, is probablyscience.com. <laughs> um, we, ha- we had, uh, before we get into any of the stories, we had, uh, I was going to say listener's email, but it's not. It's previous guest's email. Uh, you might have remembered uh, last week's episode with um, Larry and Jamie, uh, our two Caltech physicists, who at one point got into... A, a discussion a slash fight. argument. It was it was a a like, fight, they yeah. got into as heated an argument as two very good mm-hmm. friends who are arguing about who have PhDs mm-hmm. in astrophy- in uh, physics, mm-hmm. in theoretical physics uh, yeah. can can have uh, about Einst- what Einstein was thinking when he came up with relativity. Whether he was aware of this earlier, the Michelson Morley experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Michelson or Michelson? I think it's Michelson. Uh, I'm going to go with Michelson. I'm committing to Michelson. They really got in a fight there. They, those two. It was a, It was fun to watch. It yeah. was fun to watch. <laughs> because it was an civil, but there was. It was real, an academic it argument. It was an academia fight. So it was like, well, well, well. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. We um uh, we all got residual Aspergers just watching it happen. <laughs> we uh, the the rest of the yeah the rest of the day I couldn't read facial expressions. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> hearing these two guys argue. The weirdest episode of Price is Right you've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so Jamie uh, emailed emailed after the show with a. Uh, um, he said, I wanted to follow up on one of the on-air arguments that Larry and I had about whether Einstein knew about the Michelson-Morley experiment. I contend that he did. Larry claimed that he didn't. According to Wikipedia, it's disputed. 
but I still think he must have. <laughs> uh, Let it go. <laughs> the extent to which the null result of the Michelson-Morley experiment influenced Einstein is disputed, alluding to some statements of Einstein. Many historians argue, I think this is quoting Wikipedia, argue that it played no significant role in his part to special relativity, while other statements of his pro- uh, probably suggest that he was influenced by it. In any case, the null result of the Michelson-Morley experiment helped the notion of the constancy of the speed of light gain ra- widespread and rapid acceptance. Well, and then what? Well, Larry got emails from rep- both of them, yeah. which, which, but separately, which implies they were both up all night, uh. just just pacing. <laughs> <laughs> but they used Wikipedia. That's so disturbing. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. point. That's that's a even which might, I think I, Larry might have trumped then trumped JB here because then he goes. Larry replies with them. Um, just to add to this, <laughs> Einstein's original paper. You can find a translation here with a hyperlink. Doesn't directly mention the experiment. It's actually pretty incredible that it contains no references at all. Uh, in any case, the point is that it's pretty clear that the intention was not to explain the Michelson-Morley experiment, but rather make some sense of the symmetry of the theory of electricity and magnetism. So there we go. That's settled. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear no and more of the matter. By the time this is up, we will have posted links to both of these on, on our site, so you can take a look. <laughs> the jury's out. You, the listener, are free to see if you can outsmart these two PhDs. In physics. I didn't know that science was so bitchy. <laughs> Those guys Super sound catty. like theater students yeah. <laughs> instead of men with PhDs. Science is super bitchy. I like it. The, well, I mean, the, the bone wars, would those be considered bitchy or just outright uh, the bone malicious? Yeah. We talked about this when Brooks was on the show a long oh, the, time those ago. Two, the two... They're making a movie about it, yeah. Oh, that's great. The two paleontologists? Yeah, who would, uh, who would like, smash each other's dinosaur yeah, bones. Yeah, smash each other's bones. The main dinosaur and they would, like, uh, they would, like, convince each other that uh, different parts belong different places. Yeah, so then they'd be embarrassed yeah. in front of the science community. Oh, and one of the guys was, like, super uh, prim mm-hmm. and proper, went to Yale, came from money, and one of the guys was kind of, like, wrong side of the track. So it's kind of a snobs oh. versus slobs, yeah. dinosaur hunters. Absolutely. So it's an 80s movie with, yeah. with dinosaur yeah, geeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the king of Kong of paleontology. And they're yeah, making a great. comedy out of it. I think uh, I think it's an HBO thing, uh, so that should be... Yeah. Oh, right. It's like Jack Black. Yeah. And, uh, I, no, I'm serious. Right. I think I yeah. saw like, a trailer for that. Wow. He's believable Bone scientist. Wars. Yep. Wow. <laughs> totally. Oh, I've heard a similar debate, by the way, between uh, people who think that Leibniz versus Newton, Newton on calculus. On calculus. Because they kind of were both working. It was sort of a parallel thought thing. It was like a Carlos, had Carlos Mencia, uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> or whoever. Uh, yeah, you know, hey, who's going to build the wall? No, but so, yeah, they had. <laughs> they're building calculus, and there's some debate whether Newton or Leibniz should be given credit because they both. One was in Germany, one in, uh, I don't know. England. England. Okay, that's not that far away then. Yeah, I totally could have... Who mm. knows? I mean, it's much more fun to say Leibniz because then you're just this like hipster contrarian about the origins is, of calculus. It is yeah. great how like uh, <laughs> people just assume that before 1970, no one could communicate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this yeah. is 400 years ago. Though. No, no, I know. But you hear that argument a lot, even with stuff that's really like dark. Like, well, we, we, yeah, we didn't know about the Holocaust, though. No, none of us knew to it. Yeah, phones didn't exist. No phones. <laughs> you're right. You're no right. Books. Crazy. That crazy, <laughs> that crazy 1940s. Yeah, the 40s yeah. when no one left the village they were born in. Right, right. You know, when word didn't travel at all in the 40s. Just, yeah, yeah. Always bringing it back to the Holocaust, Jesse. I know, I'm sorry, oh, buddy. That was weird. <laughs> oh, you really got yeah. up and started cheering. You did body motions. <laughs> no, I just couldn't done see, that. but you said the Holocaust. Yeah. So you're like, rah, rah. It was weird. <laughs> I know, it was weird. It was weird. And I need to get my shirt back on. You guys didn't want to see these tattoos. <laughs> Um, but they did protect you in prison. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they did. They did. They did. Um, and I still, I still can't walk. Right. I um, don't know. Well, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'll stay. Um, Heather, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, as our resident female on the show right now. Oh, oh, okay. You find that you're good at multitasking? Actually, yeah. I don't like to do just one thing at a time. Like if really? I need to like work on something, I like like the TV on or like something else happening. Okay. Is this a science thing where I'm supposed to be able to take care of the baby and cook the dinner and, you know, satisfy a man's needs all at the same time? Uh, I can do that. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's going to screw up that baby. But, um, <laughs> years of therapy. Years of therapy. And give therapy to the baby because of the... Yeah. Um, well, uh, it turns out that uh, women are better at multitasking than men. Uh, new a new study finds so great job Heather <laughs> um, did it all and all at the same it. time <laughs> you did it yeah the um, the uh, the journal BMC Psychology has uh, just released that um, men are slower and less organized than women when switching rapidly between tasks and tests this is a UK psychologist did this um, and they want to know sort of why. Why is it all types of multitasking are only certain, or is it all types of multitasking are only certain situations? Um, and the researchers hope to encourage more research on the topic, which they say actually has astonishingly few studies. I assume a lot of things in science that prove women superior uh, are have, accurate. No, have fewer. <laughs> no, have fewer studies because a lot. I well, mean, I mean, you wouldn't have known going into this what the results going to uh, be. I mean, that wouldn't be good science if you're hoping to find a certain thing. So you but, just. But that that one does surprise me. That I I, it, I'm more surprised to find out that the jury was still out on that one because that's something that's been stated so confidently. Like, sort of received wizard. Oh, you know, men, men are better at turning maps upside down, and women are better at multitasking. That's the thing that we all know about men and women. Sure. That everyone knows is the case. Sure. Well, if you guys are curious how this was actually run... They... Carlos Mencia started this experiment. He's the one that put this theory forward. Um, he stole Yeah, yeah. Oh, Joe Rogan. That's what it was. Right, right. Okay, so they, to do this, they compared 120 women and 120 men in a computer test, which involved switching between tasks involving counting and shape recognition. And, you know, uh, stuff you guys can do. Yeah. Like at the grocery store. <laughs> you know, shapes of different sauces for the, for the dinner. <laughs> Oh, like my makeup? Like how I know which stick goes on which part of my face? You mean like that? Like how I add up all the money he spent on me, and then I decide which shapes on him I'll touch? Yeah, I know. Uh, I've got to say, I misheard you, and luckily I was reading the article as well. I heard that as sheep recognition. Sheep recognition. Yeah, it's like you have to count the the number of them and also what outline the, the sheep make that's a sheep that isn't a sheep sheep. Mm -hmm. it is a sheep Uh, but men and women were equal when the tasks were tackled one at a time but when the tasks were mixed up there was a clear difference both women and men slowed down and made more mistakes but the men were significantly slower taking 77% longer to respond whereas women took 69% longer 69 Uh, this difference may seem small but it adds up over a working day or a week said one of the doctors involved in the study and um, to make the experiment more relevant to everyday life the, the doctors who are only doing one study at a time. <laughs> These male doctors. These male asshole doctors only able to do one. And they tried a second test where a group of women and men were given eight minutes to complete a series of tasks, uh, locating restaurants on a map, doing simple <laughs> math problems, <laughs> answering a phone call, and deciding how they would search for a lost key in a field. Um, <laughs> 
It's Tuesday. like the worst vacation ever. Completing all these assignments in eight minutes was impossible, so it forced men, men and women to prioritize, organize their time, and keep calm under pressure. Uh, in the key search tasks in, task in particular, women displayed a clear performance advantage over men. Says co-author <laughs> Professor Keith Laws of the University of Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Uh, you can see from the drawings, and I can post this article. Um, women used meth- methodical search patterns, like going around the field in concentric rectangles, um, which is a highly productive strategy for finding a lost object. Whereas some men didn't even search the whole field in any particular manner, which is just bizarre. <laughs> so <laughs> the dudes just oh, started oh, running around willy nilly. Bunch of poets, just yeah. a couple yeah. of poets yeah. just yeah. doing their one, thing. One of the guys just bought a new car. <laughs> <laughs> somebody stole a car. Somebody bought a car. Right. <laughs> one just soiled himself. Right. Somebody pulled another key out of his back pocket. Right. And threw it. The guy starts masturbating. Every man in the study furiously masturbating. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, After five minutes alone, did, just, did they remove that variable? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were you guys not allowed to do your little business business during the thing? <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, man. How many times did you guys masturbate before the podcast so we could make it through this hour? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had to front load. <laughs> front load. Well, Andy's um, about to be in Nicaragua for two weeks where yeah, you can't like, masturbate, so he's illegal. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Ortega's in power down there, you guys. <laughs> this is what the Iran-Contra thing was started over. I know, yeah, I know. That's... Yeah. You just can't move your hand. You can move your body, though. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you can't drive at night? Because people are trying to do it in secret in their cars? Yes. Oh, the headlights that pass by an open window. <laughs> you guys ever oh done that in a car? No. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, wow. That's quick. I, uh, my first few months here, I was working in Venice, and I was living in Studio City. Oh, you so can't that's make that. about four <laughs> hours of driving a day. Yeah, it's impossible. And there were times on the 405, you know, you're just, it's just until you get over that hill. And then it frees up, you know. So there were a couple. Metaphorical hill, or do you mean the actual? Did you ever um, like pick somebody in a car near you and like it's like you're my gal or my or my guy? You know, Um, no. no. I would like to be able to do that and have that kind of freedom in my imagination. Yeah. Uh, But it's pretty much just about it's one or two specific hookups from about I don't know eight years ago or something. Okay. Wow, somebody really left a mark, huh? I can't. You can't get rid of them, you know. And it's a. It's like a Keisha Knight Pulliam. I know, me too. I'm not good at multitasking. <laughs> well, you're great at it, I guess. Yeah, that sounds great. It sounds, sounds great. like you're, you're, uh, the, the balance in your spank bank might be below the daily minimum required to keep an account open. Is that- uh, I was with a woman for two years, and I haven't looked a woman in the eye since we broke up in 14 months. Okay. That is my oh. contribution to this. Uh, Probably sadness. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming over, James. Oh. <laughs> Always fun. Always fun to hang. Glad we could. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the part where we all pretend that like we haven't done that, so we extra throw you under the bus. He could do a like, scratch-off yeah. ticket right now. <laughs> I think we just yeah. finished the story, yeah. James, you need this. Do it. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. Uh, broken right now. Of course I've done the same thing. For, I've totally uh, masturbated while driving and um, can't, can't look people in the eye um, after a... All right, what kind of ticket do you have there? Kindred, Kindred James here. All right, so it's uh, match three like prizes, win that prize. Uncover nines in the play area, win corresponding prize in prize legend, which says up to $999. There you go. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not too shabby. For it. We could do All that. Right. So then I'm scratching off the so first wait, one. Does that mean if we, we see three apples, we get an apple, number. but you see three items? <laughs> right. Because that would just be sad. I can buy an <laughs> but apple But what if the lottery own? gave you an apple? <laughs> 
This is, to go uh, back to the store. <laughs> they just have this, this sack of apples uh, underneath the table. Uh-oh. It's oh. the Amish lottery. Yeah, it's like the, the dentist's house on Halloween sort okay. of lottery. Yeah, it's like, come on. We have two, like... What? Uh, Hundos, right? And then... A couple hundred. We yeah, one more hundred and we'll have a hundred dollars. Uh, we got... See, I already did the third and it says 25 there's only three of them. Oh, you can only do three, or you do them all. Oh, you do all of them. You do them all. None of those. Yeah, these are for poor you. people. You do it all. Yeah. You do it all. It's how they don't overthrow the government. They're too okay. busy doing this. We got two hundreds and two five dollars. Okay. <laughs> two so, two sawbucks, two honey sticks. Come on, baby, you got it, motherfucker. Oh, it's none of those things. Well. You scratched it mm. off in the exact right order to make it exciting, though. Yes. No, that was good. Yeah, he yeah. started, he did a rectangle pattern. He started meticulously doing rectangles to <laughs> hone in I on know, the middle. Heather would have gotten it right. Maybe you're a woman. Yeah, <laughs> I just masturbated. I mean, when you're in your car and it, the d- sun is still out, you have to learn how to have drama for yourself <laughs> to keep it going, you know? So I've learned a lot of different things that I can do just alone that really heighten, <laughs> heighten keep, things yeah. up the stakes a little bit. You, you know what I'm saying? Steaks no, in the car, mm-hmm. but that's cool. So you were in bumper to bumper traffic, or yeah. you were cruising bumper to bumper traffic. So then somebody very easily could have. I mean, I can see yeah. if people are passing you quickly, they can't really see what's going on. But are like you in a convertible Miata or something <laughs> low profile? Like a proud moment. Uh, <laughs> not like the Danny Ocean of, of rubbing one out. I will say that when I asked, "Have you guys ever done it in a car?" You, who aren't even technically on the podcast, said, "Yeah, over here. Give me the mic. Ask me the mic. I got a story to share." <laughs> Give me that microphone. <laughs> it's a weird balance. I want, I want to be, I want this episode to be a hit, and I've got, you know, I've got a story that I think is a pretty good story, but it's like I don't know. It was good. No, that was solid. It was, it was solid. That was solid. I, um, I did it one time in high school, and a school bus drove by. Um, oh, I, like drove by on my left, and there, you know, you immediately came. <laughs> yeah, immediately, <laughs> immediately came. There it is. <laughs> And yes. Yeah. <laughs> something about the stop sign flapping out. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it just does something to me. Did you look up into uh, what was the actual pro- what Well, happened? it was. I mean, this is serendipitous. It was my old school bus okay. <laughs> that I used to take before I got the car. And yeah. you said I'd never amount to anything. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, but uh, like no one saw me or anything. I mean, oh, okay. it, it wasn't like a Sandler movie. There weren't yeah. like kids hanging out. Like no one, no one had like a phone taking pictures. It was just you and God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just doing your oh, thing. God. I did something horrendous. Yes. So, um, <laughs> oh, what's like, the yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, was it yesterday or the day before? The day after Halloween, Saturday. And we had we had trouble just like there were car crashes everywhere. Yeah, there was a, fr- a national car crash. A friend of ours Sunday. had a car crash. When Andy went to help her, he was stuck in the traffic caused by two other car crashes. Um, there was a car crash on the four hundred five on the other direction to the way yeah. I was going. And then as I was driving back later, this ca- this car was upside down at the intersection of uh, Cold Coldwater and Magnolia. Riverside. Or, and Riverside. Yeah, yeah I and saw that. Was just, oh, was that the new Honda, the upside-down car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. This car was upside... This, there was just like, like an upside-down car left there, and a few people just sort of looking idly at it. So I, I was stopped at the light, so I took out my phone and took a picture of it, you know, because that's what we do nowadays. <laughs> and then I drove past it, and I realized, oh, I'd, I'd gone the wrong way to get on the freeway, so I had to come back. And by the time I came back, there were three fire trucks of, like, paramedics and everyone around it. So I was suddenly like... 
oh, this isn't something that's been there for a while. No. There might still Freshly have been someone over. in that car, you might and I'm just the horrendous <laughs> person who saw, like, oh, there's a dead person. I'm going to take a photo. Wow. <laughs> Maybe you took that last photo of the person ever. Yeah, I what if it yeah. was Jada Pinkett Smith? <laughs> I could sell it for a lot of money. <laughs> it could be worth a lot of yeah. money. I, I, I like that that's been your go-to example this last month. <laughs> like, that's cool. You switch it up. You switch it up. Hmm. Um, do you have the picture? I do. I haven't. I haven't looked at it. I don't. I don't want to. Because there's probably somebody on fire that you didn't <laughs> yeah. see the first time you took it. This is. Uh, did I tell you what happened when I drove to Portland the last time when I took that? Uh, I guess it's just a hitchhiker, but via the internet, I took that uh, Belgian young man who I found off that ride-sharing site with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I tell you guys about oh, that? Oh, sounds good. No, I heard, about the, I heard about the hippie woman on the way back. Yeah, I got that was a whole different... The, the hippie uh, sex phone operator. Yeah. 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 Um, now, this was a gentleman from Belgium who was in town, in the country, to follow around this woman who goes around and get, has conventions where she hugs people for like 20 hours at a time like she'll have like 15,000 people in a day wow um she calls herself ama and she's i mean it's this cult-like following but this guy insists that it's there's nothing it's all in the up and up does she, she get paid hugs. for that i think just in the, the just hugs in hugs gets, uh, just in love yeah. i'd hug for money yeah um Probably per hug, but if somebody wanted to book an hour just to kind of cling to me and cry a little bit, you know, for the right amount. Yeah. I could never be like a prostitute prostitute, but I could like hug people or do like kisses on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody so, wants to pay for that, though. So would you only do like cash only or do you have like one of those little square things? I get a little square thing to attach to my phone to credit cards. So you could do that right. like today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the first eye contact you've made in a long time. Yeah. Wow, sparks are flying here on the show. Yeah, put yeah. My, my money where my mouth is. <laughs> Anyhow, so the Belgian hugger dude uh, is in my car, and um, we're just crossing the Oregon California border in the middle of the night. And I see this light in the distance, and I thought it was a forest fire. And as we get closer, I realize, oh no, there's a car that's just in the process of becoming fully engulfed in flames. Oh wow! Right by the side of the road. I shouldn't say car. It was like a 30-foot RV. And it was the biggest fire I've seen on or near a road ever. And uh, this Belgian dude, probably uh, emboldened with all the hugs he's gotten, decides he's going to be a hero and like makes me stop. But he's running over there to help emboldened out. Emboldened with all the hugs he's <laughs> yeah. gotten. But I, wanted to, I wanted to keep going because I'm like, this is a fire that's just happening. And, uh, and like, oh, it's already caused traffic behind it. But there's still one lane to get by the fire. Mm. And I'm like, if we wait... This is going to shut down all close of it off, I-5. Yeah. The fire department yeah. is going to shut it all down. We could just yeah, go right you now. Wanna be nor- you want to be north of the crash. Yeah. Like you, be- could, you could even go past the crash, then pull in, and then go back and hug. Right. <laughs> right, but then that means that when they stop the road, you're ahead of it and you can he carry just, on driving. Right. Someone runs out on fire, and, and the Belgian guy just automatically hugs him, and they both die. Yeah, just, so the, the Belgian dude's running stop over, arms outstretched, hug. and uh, everybody's already gotten out of the RV. No, no one's in danger anymore. Like the, the guy who was driving the RV is just standing around talking to other truckers about how he's so pissed because he just put three hundred dollars worth of gas into the thing. And right, three hundred dollars? No, <laughs> no, literally, right at that moment huge fireball goes from this car is parked on the right side of the road the the, engine, uh, the gas tank must have been on the left side of the, of the RV the $300 in gas goes and it's the biggest fireball I've ever seen wow. it takes wow. over the entire highway and that's what I would have driven through you saved your life if Had the, the guy Belgian not dude hadn't said let's get out uh, and help these the guys the power of hugs yeah. that would have been I mean like it, it set a new fire across the highway in the grass in the median is how big that fireball when the $300 in gas went uh-huh. so I was saved 
by the Belgian hugger. Saved by the Belgian name. <laughs> there it I is. Probably do know it. <laughs> Saved by the Belgian. Now, did you uh, when you first picked him up? Did you guys hug? We did, we didn't. Mm-hmm. We hugged. A- we you did hug afterwards. <laughs> I dropped after the fireball, or when you dropped? No, him off? I dropped off in Portland at the train station. We had like a good hug because we really had bonded. Like he was a good guy. Yeah. Did you feel long? like the hug was of a professional quality? It was, it was a, a good hug. It was a trained hug. A one smacker, a two smacker. <laughs> I think it was like a squeeze. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're, yeah the people people in the the insecure comedy circles we go by the smacks. Yeah. Most yeah, people yeah. don't smack. Most no. people really go for it. It's oh. sort of an aggressive like way of. Kind of hitting someone. Was he while making you're fists? <laughs> no, he wasn't making behind him. your back. Oh, you mean like clasping his own hands together? No, just even extra. like pulling in with the back of his hands, like a good I don't fist remember. hug. I don't think there was much hand involvement. I don't think there was like stroking or anything. I was just, it was just an embrace. And he would call it an embrace. He doesn't say she hugs. He says she embraces people all day long. Wow. That's what Ama does. So that was my story of a bad accident that I didn't want to help on and almost got burned by. <laughs> hmm. So what else do we have, guys? Yeah. Well, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna gonna finish this little this multitasking story with um, Professor Laws, who was behind this study, did say this, this this suggestion does rankle a bit with men. Men tell me this doesn't just this just doesn't ring true with their experience. <laughs> <laughs> they, they regale me with stories about how the greatest pilots in the RAF are men. And they have to deal with lots of different incoming on information all the time. And of course, there are men who are experts. We'll ne- we'd never claim that all men can't multi- multitask or that only women can. But we'd argue that the average woman is better to organize her time and switch between tasks than the average man. There's no the- point denying these differences exist. One of the quotes is, I think I'm great at it, but my wife thinks I'm not. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Just run around that field thinking you got it figured out. That's, Just that's smashing around I love with that big quote. old eight paws trying to work that keyboard. Uh, <laughs> I'll admit, I'm awful at it. Like The older I get, I think the worse I get. And I need... Like, I feel like I'm not getting anything done in my life in general because I keep getting pulled in different directions. And it's yeah. only when I have a whole day to do something that I can get any progress. Right, right. I'm the worst at worst at multitasking. Didn't you? I had a panic attack at an orgy last week. I, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. You, you got to make them believable. You found the key. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe it. Are you good? You're, you you seem like a very efficient worker. Like you are a great comedy writer, and you can churn things out. That's on very demand. nice of you to say. Uh, do you think you're also a good multitasker, or is it just that you is say, that a linear? Well, I have to do this, is I that a linear workflow? Uh, I think it's a linear workflow. Okay, I do one thing at a time, but I just get I say like at ten o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm gonna sit down and write this, and then I sit down and write that, and then as soon as I'm done, I'm just done with it, and I move on to the next thing. <sighs> are you amazing. saying that the Secret possibly to like success is is making a plan and doing the plan. <laughs> uh, it, it might be. I mean, that I doesn't feel... sit well with me. I don't like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like it that. Just technique. Might it's making be. me uncomfortable. I want it to be like eating oatmeal in your bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I want that to be like you can the do that. That's nine fifteen and nine forty five. Good call. Yeah, give me a whole half an hour. Yeah, yeah. just get up earlier. How much wow. oatmeal do you have? Yeah. <laughs> Taking account the time it takes to prepare, or there's a full fifteen minute window as well between oatmeal and work. Yeah, good rinse and dry. Wow. Um, yeah, it, uh, I'm linear for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty linear as well. I need to learn to just. Uh, do you? Do any of you guys follow that? Don't check your email in the morning workflow philosophy. That's mm-hmm. like 
Isn't there some book about that? Tony Robbins. He says Maybe. that, right? Uh, the, the ancient Chinese philosophy of yeah. don't check your email in the morning. <laughs> sounds like four-hour work week. It's something that like that. Those might be related. Week. I'm not sure. But I think it makes sense because once you start down that road, like then your whole day is just taken up with putting out fires and it's like all reactive and you're not like choosing to do a thing until it's done. We you're should just... point out that Andy is an online fireman. Yes, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not a very effective way. Yeah, yeah, University of Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, running around this virtual field that's engulfed in flames. Right. Try water. Scent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the University of Phoenix uh, fireman program is pretty rough. The online, you know, I went to University of Phoenix and I experimented a lot in college with homosexuality. Did you, did I, you uh, rise from the ashes? So <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, so, uh, so women are better than men at multitasking, and Among, amongst out, other things, I would. And it turns out computers are getting better at humans at things that humans are meant to be the only ones that, that can do it. Like uh, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you might almost have an example of this. Like, for example, these captures, which are the uh, strings of disguised right. letters and numbers that you sometimes have to type in on internet forms. Did you guys know? Forms. I didn't know what the acronym stood for until I read this article. Did you know what it stands for? No, I know. It stands for a completely automated public Turing test to tell computers and humans apart. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Just have us type that in. That should be the thing. Wow. But we've so all it, seen these when you have to like they have some yeah. letters that are skewed in such a way that uh, we sure. can recognize what they yeah, are. And there's sure. always like a weird hair laying across it. <laughs> like, is it microscopic? Is that how they? Like, I don't know. Well, the, the Turing I'm test just to, to to fill in things. Um, the Turing test is the test that Alan Turing proposed uh, as to whether a human, a computer, could be mistaken for a human uh, by another human. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The way the Turing test is done regularly with someone's come up with a new computer system that's like, this thing talks like a human does. And they put the computer and a human in a room and they communicate with other humans, have like a web chat. Sure. And the human has to try and guess, the other human has to try and guess, hey, which one was the computer? And right. if it succeeds, then it's passed. Um, and uh, yeah, I know some of the, the capture that's used the most often. <laughs> How insecure would you be if you failed this? <laughs> 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 Well, the, the, one of the captures that's used a lot, I think, is automating um, the scanning of books. Yeah. So the, the one that you quite often see where it asks you to type in two words. One of the words is generated by the computer, but the other word is from scanned documents. Like, they're, um, they're, they're constantly trying to scan books and documents so that everything is digitized and some words it's not sure about. And so it gets fed into this, into this program. And all of us, when we're trying to fill out forms on the internet uh, one of the words is is really the test and the other word is basically getting us to type out what the word is so the computer knows it wow so if you happen to mess up the if you got the one right that it's testing you on and you messed up the one that it's asking for help on uh, well, I imagine you're, you're not the only the person who does that like I'd imagine they, they send the same statistical yeah I'm yeah. sure they send oh, the that, same word to many people is that how we can beat the machines <laughs> Yeah, intentionally <laughs> spell by, them wrong. By beating the machines, you mean make our books unreadable and we humans create. <laughs> right, yeah. that'll so beat them like, though. Never, never get into our bank accounts again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we won. We but they, they are getting like captures in general are getting more and more difficult as they. Oh, it's getting crazy. As, yeah. as computers are getting better at reading them, so now it's getting to the point where like I, I can't do this now. And also, why was it. that in a book? Like, it's not a word. Sometimes it's just you know. <laughs> X5N1T, it's like... Well, those ones were generated just to test you, but the ones that look like they're all the same size and shape 
but it's just kind of grainy from like a scan of an old book. Well, that's most that of them, one, right? right? But sometimes it's still but, nonsensical. But there's, usually the ones we're talking about are the ones that have two, that have a pair of words. They would they may be in separate windows. Well, so. I don't know how long it's been since yeah. you've checked out the bang bus, but <laughs> it's a... Uh, <laughs> bang bus? <laughs> Put in that capture, man. Are they still driving the bang bus around? <laughs> I think they are. Uh, do, they, they, do you think they own it, or is it like a they have to. They have to own that they, bus. Okay, yeah. The amount of... The, you can't return that bus anywhere. Back in after. Um, Whose fantasy is that? Exactly. It's a weird <laughs> fantasy. fantasy. Is to pick up a stranger while your friend is in the front seat filming. That's a weird fantasy. It's got to be just like a cheap, like, like saving money on locations. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be. That. Andy it's, Wood has the best bang bus bit. Uh, it never works. It never works. That's because not enough people uh, know the bang bus. But for those for those two weirdos at table nine, it works, my yeah. friend. Yeah. It works. Um, um, yeah, captures. So yeah, captures. So, so there are lots of different forms of captures, but the most common one is the one that we all know with the text with a the text with squiggly lines um it it works according to this new scientist article because software has trouble deciphering letters when uh, deciphering text when the letters are warped overlapping or confused by random lines dots and colors humans on the other hand can recognize nearly endless variations of a letter after having only seen it a few times um that seems a bit odd because we've seen i think i've seen every letter more than, more than a, a few, few times. times, yeah, yeah. Uh, but because um, I don't think after seeing a letter in in like Japanese a few times, would you be able to recognize variations of handwriting of that letter? I don't yeah, think sure it would take more. Than, maybe we could. Maybe that's been tested maybe with. Maybe you were a woman. Scripts. Yeah, <laughs> a woman baking. Just started with that story, you guys. <laughs> emboldened Heather. And I am feeling cocky. <laughs> yeah. She's more emboldened than Hug Guy. I know. No, you said. But the way you said, I don't know if he was emboldened by hugs, like. It just sounded like a that was like a Coen Brothers narration. Like, yeah. and then the Belgian emboldened by hugs, jumped out to rescue the, <laughs> the Belgian. I like that you pick cocky as well as the adjective. Yeah, what? a particularly male oriented. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heather's getting cocky about her femininity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. and she Don't should. Me. She has a right. Sam to. <laughs> yeah. I'm bad at my Sam Elliott's no good. Some people do a great Sam Elliott. Steel bird, steel bird. Yeah. yeah. So that's your go-to. Like that's the phrase. Steel bird. (laughs) It's a good Sam Elliott. Can you say other things using that as like a starter as a seed? Steel bird, sarsaparilla. Steel bird. Steelbird Sarsaparilla. You have a company name. Yeah. You can run with that. Right. You have a product and a company name. Okay, so a uh, person sitting in the other room, is that Sam Elliott or a Sam Elliott robot? Steelbird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the computer. He just keeps saying that. Steelbird. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um so, Vicarious, which is the name of this startup firm in Union City, California, announced this week that it has built an algorithm that can defeat any text-based capture, um, a goal that has long eluded security researchers. It can pass Google's recapture, regarded as the most difficult, 90% of the time, um, says Dilip George, co-founder of the firm. And it does even better against captures from Yahoo, PayPal, and Capture.com. 
Um, Capture That's Wars. Sad for Capture.com. Yeah. I think Recapture. Good call. It should yeah. be number one in You're that. Right. God. <laughs> Capture.com down there with Yahoo. Yeah. I think it's like how Hotels.com isn't really the best place to get right. a hotel. Oh yeah. yeah. Just has the great name. Has that killer or, domain name. It <laughs> looks like if you met a comedian named like Chuckles, <laughs> you would not put your money on him. Or, That's true. I, I've told you guys the story about going to the Sex.com mansion, right? No. I think I did. So no. I'm not going to go into all of it, but rest assured, it's it's not just because they have the domain sex.com doesn't mean they have Playboy Mansion money. Like oh. It was, a, it was a one that was a single level. It was a ranch. Like it was a <laughs> non-heated pool out back. Like sex. That's com. your criticism? You like, the sex.com. Well, okay. The, the, I the went really, there for a swim. <laughs> the really big problem was the only, per, the only adult uh, industry worker who was there was the guy whose claim to fame is that he's the oldest working male porn star. <laughs> and when we walked you out in the backyard, tricked. he was getting serviced while people stood around watching. Wow. Yeah, so, so if you, you want to watch this, so what do you mean? He was like, like someone brought him a Coca Cola? What do you mean? Service. Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you think? So Mike, Mike Cummings is his name, no relation to the Seattle comedian. Sure. Um, yeah, and he was, uh, there was a, a nice young lady who was on her knees and everyone was standing around. And that's what happens at the sex.com mansion. Wow. So it's not exactly the grotto. It's not. Wow. I've always wondered what the situation is in uh, scenes like that that you see online with like the extras. People just look really bored. Yeah. Yeah. And how much do you get paid for just being in the background of. Uh, I don't you think know. you get paid anything. I, I have experience. some friends who've done it and they got paid. Just to be in the background? Of but like, I don't think it was like amateur stuff like that. I think if it was like if it took place at a bar and they needed, you know, a barkeep or something like and I should remind you, this wasn't being recorded. This was just yeah. leisurely yeah. nighttime party at the sex.com. Man. Sure. And also, sure. I think, again, I've got a friend who's done that, and they got ushered out before, this, before the actual sex scene started. They were, like, there for the, well, hell there. And then they're like, right, go now. Wow. Boobs. Well, I'll tell you something. If Kirshen was there, he would have whipped out that phone. And then the fireman would have showed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a, a corpse in the corner. Right. <laughs> she was actually doing CPR. That's what you took a picture of. Yeah. It's just always the you wrong animal. thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> the clothes had been cut off by the paramedics. <laughs> You're missing your calling as a crime scene photographer. Matt. That's what you should be doing with your life. It's like crime scene. You're like the the worst tourist ever. Trying to see Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like you keep missing the starts of all these Stephen King novels you're walking into. Yeah. It's like you start out at a really horrific situation, take a picture of it, and move on. You're st- stuck around for like That's the ghost from Maine to talk to you yeah. and stuff. Um, so, uh, Recapture, by the way, is actually the name. So I didn't realize Recapture, uh, which is the one that reads the books, is Google's oh, product. Okay. 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 Um, so uh, George, uh, the guy behind the company, says the result isn't as important as the methods, um, which he and his and CEO Scott Phoenix hope will lead to more human-like artificial intelligence. Their program uses virtual neurons connected in a network modeled on the human brain. Uh, the network starts with nodes that depict input from the real world such as whether a specific pixel in an image is black or white. The next layer of nodes fires only if they detect a particular arrangement of pixels. A third layer fires only if its nodes recognize arrangements of pixels that form whole or partial shapes. This process repeats um, on between three and eight levels of nodes, with signals passing between as many as eight million nodes. The network eventually settles on a best guess for which letters are contained in the image. Um... Well, so it kind of backs up farther and farther and sort of forms shapes yeah. and... T- so I guess it's trying to model the way that humans recognize shapes and 
Yeah. Yeah. Process them. Scott Phoenix is a stage name, by the way. He's out for glory. That <laughs> one's obvious. Scott Phoenix. I know. Jeez. I Former hearing magician. Sam Elliott. <laughs> Scott Phoenix. Steel bird. Steel bird. <laughs> there he goes. Scott Phoenix. Steel bird. <laughs> Um, so they're trying to beat the recapture. Do they have their own product that they're trying to sell? That's like, but we got it. We I got an unbeatable one. Yeah, I don't think that's so. They're the just point. punks. They're you just they're, well. It's like hackers who are just trying to like break something down just to show you that it can be broken down. They're not trying to then build up a better system. They're I feel like, like, hey, this is weak. You guys have to make this in, stronger. In the future, we're gonna have to play books on tape to like audio recognition software to translate it out just to read a book. <laughs> you know, like, we'll, we'll just keep going backwards with everything. Because it's like they're saying there's, uh, there's this recapture program that, that they can, like, that can scan books right. and then break yeah. them down. Well, here's, here's the next level of how this works. So the strength, so it's building up these neural connections. I think it's what Lettrick might think it might be. The strength of each of those connections is determined by training the network with solved captures and videos of moving letters. This allows the system to develop its own representation of, say, the letter A, instead of cross-referencing it against a database of instances of the letter. So it's, it's learning, basically, the same way humans learn what letters are. And that's so uh, strange that, that, that we're sort of aiding that process without... I mean, I kind of feel weird about that. That's, yeah. that's artificial intelligence in general, though. We, why is that a bad thing? We all want that, don't we? But, I but love... then when, we make, when they make us our slaves, what are, I can't say it right, <laughs> when they make us be their slaves, it'll be, well, nobody but ourselves to blame. Because he's filling out these captures. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I'm all about it. Like, I'm all about it. It's just weird that, like, you know, I don't know, because it's making me sound way more, um, like, I don't, I'm, I don't buy into any, uh, there's no conspiracy behind it. I just mean it's like, it's dangerous. You're just worried about the. I'm not. No, I'm not even worried about the danger. Okay. I'm just saying, if we're filling out captures and the first, the first half is the test, and the second half is helping this program, it's like, hey, Google, maybe kick me back a little cash sometimes. Right. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm kind of doing a job. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have a friend whose dad says that you should never donate blood because you give them blood for free, which they sell to hospitals. So anybody that donates blood's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sell it to the like hospital yourself. Yeah. He's like, why don't I get five bucks? They sell it for ten. That's good. You know, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, do, do they actually <laughs> sell it? That's not it. Right? So does he I have no idea. But he's, does you know, he think you should just sell it yourself to the hospital? <laughs> just show up in the middle log? Well, that's what he's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did this this morning. It's fresh. <laughs> just keeps leaving bags of blood just on that doorstep. <laughs> Take <laughs> it. <laughs> Take it. Just throw loose like, change at me. <laughs> just a, a bucket that he just ha- yeah. launches at the door. The yeah. So it's the same thing you were talking yeah. about. He's the dizziest man you know. Yeah. I boiled it so it doesn't have the hip. Take it. <laughs> Take the blood. Uh, wow. I was banned from giving blood for a little while. Did I tell you guys that? Because no. you were too nice? Or? I was, yeah, my blood was, was, it, was too it, pure. Was it after the sex.com party? <laughs> it was unrelated to sex.com. <laughs> Um, but I, I think it was related to drinking. I was a freshman in college, and after a night of heavy drinking, there was a blood truck parked in front of our dorms. Oh, like, oh, we should great. We should do this. We, this I would be nice of us. Going. Is this a thing that happens? I didn't know. Well, you bleed a lot more when there's booze in your system. Well, that might have been part of the problem. But what happened was, I gave the blood. Then they called me a week later. I was like, Yeah, we can't take that blood. Nor can we ever take any of your blood ever again because you have hepatitis. Oh, nice. And I was like, Oh, that's that's not good. That's a thing that can kill you. At least you, you have found forever. out. Uh, and then I went to the doctor because, of course, I was worried about having hepatitis, and, and I got tested. It was totally fine. 
Um, and I don't know if it's be- because it's like a liver related thing. I was like, maybe because I was so drunk the night before that the But you have hepatitis. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Don't worry. <laughs> you sure it, was, it wasn't a friend that was like, oh, this is the doctor, uh, <laughs> Stephen Tongue Purser. Uh, you definitely have hepatitis. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, that voice did sound familiar. Yeah. He said, "You got a steel bird <laughs> hepatitis." <laughs> do, a, do a do a hep diagnosis. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Doctor Steel Bird. Uh, you got the big hep. It's definitely happy in there. <laughs> And uh, you also don't want to come to Drew's party <laughs> later on. We heard that Drew might be having a party. You're not going to be there. <laughs> uh, Do- doctor, I, really, how did you hear about this party? Oh, uh, well, I get the pigeons. <laughs> the I get pigeons the doctor pigeons. The, the blood it's an bank. old university. Oh, okay. Steelbird Phoenix <laughs> Online. <laughs> Sure. Brick and mortar, Phoenix University <laughs> sure. preceded the online. Yeah, an interesting conversation. Yeah, so that's why I don't give blood anymore. I do get a kick out of those artificial intelligence videos online when they build like the robotic cats or the robotic animals that can like run up to thirty miles an hour and they corner. Yeah, and then they have the standalone ones. They have like a horse. If you guys haven't seen the horse, oh, yeah. when someone's kicking it, he looks so bad. Best. And they they're they're like gas powered, so they make this like high pitched <laughs> fart sound the entire time. And and then they just like charge up mountains, and I honestly don't know why they just. I mean, I know, but I wow. wish that they just let them go, just rev them up out and into let the go. wilderness, <laughs> running around See, town. I, I didn't know that your interest in those videos was like comedic, because oh, when you so yeah, when you first brought it up, I was like, oh, you're a sociopath. Yeah, no. just in the sense of like like a oh on YouTube, I like to watch anim- robot animals fall asleep. Oh, the like, forms, <laughs> the robot. Oh, forms in motion. <laughs> yeah. No, but they just charge through, and they they do set up like dramatic things where they'll have this one that's like an ox. Yeah. That one's a good one. Yeah, that one's a great one. The fake ho- Oh, that's the big dog. The big dog. But when they run through, they'll put it in front of like tall grass so it has to chart. Oh, look at that. That's, that's the funniest cool. thing. You I'll post, post the this link. link yeah, post Here's the, the link on the best thing is he's standing on ice later on in this, this video. Let this thing go in the mall. Yeah. Don't tell anybody it's happening. <laughs> look at this thing. <laughs> he's running in the snow. It's so... Let that just happen. It Take looks it. like the fly. Wow. Put 30 of those near like Wait, wherever the Olympics are next season. What's that supposed to be? It's sort of dog-like. Big dog. They left out all the there kids. He is. He's on ice, guy. and he still doesn't fall. And now the guy's going to kick him. This is my favorite part. Yeah, this is so important to me. <laughs> like, Boston Dynamics is the name of the company yeah. that made it. If you want to YouTube this thing. Oh, and they're geniuses, oh but they made the world's funniest thing. This is so good. Look at it go. Hey, now. <laughs> it's sassy. And here. I'm climbing over some cinder blocks. I'm walking See, on ice. This is walking step on rocks. one. And Did then, like, step four is get him so drunk. Dandy? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a gentleman. Wait, where is the time when the guy kicks it? Yeah, that, I know which one you're yeah. talking about. But look at it. That is... Let that I thing want to go. I some tap shoes and a bow on it. <laughs> just, just let it go. <laughs> Why don't I work for Boston Dynamics? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so go to probablyscience.com. We'll have the link up to this video so you can laugh at a but robotic But if you put on like um, Panama by Van Halen and watch this, it is <laughs> the best five minutes of your life. You have to play Panama twice, but it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but those are my favorite artificial intelligence of yeah, all. Yeah, they should spend... Like, get, stop, if that is that. Stop sicking this money on... Is that uh, just robotics? I guess that's artificial intelligence. I don't know if I'd be... Cons- I don't know. I guess is, that's just robotics. But it's still... like The way that it reacts uh, to being 
knocked off balance. Yeah, I don't, it's it a might fine well line, be. Like, I, it depends, I guess, on how it learns to be stable. Right. If that is kind of learnt behavior, right. well, I guess that's the definition of artificial intelligence, isn't it? The fact that it can it can learn, yeah, and adapt like um, a young child. This thing, by the way, it, Vicarious, the company that's done this capture software, um, has greater ambitions. It can it can read distorted text, but next up, it'll be coping with optical illusions. Um, uh, Dilip George, one of the firm's co-founders, thinks that more training could help the algorithm with tasks such as recognizing three-dimensional symbols in a two-dimensional image. And after that, the challenge might be to identify an object in a clean or distorted image. After that, it would have to work out what is happening in an image rather than just recognize objects in a picture. Mm. So it's getting closer. It's they're, they're getting closer to look, being able to do what we can do, which is just look at a picture, a 2D image and see what's going on in it. How close is it to being able to tell me if I am hot or not? <laughs> That's very close, I bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I listened to this thing on NPR last night, actually, about uh, the, the troubles with facial recognition software and how um, they're having a ton of problems with it and how, uh, you know, they're so far from it being anything like, the you know, the movies. Like, plug it into the face <laughs> facial recognition program. It's like, well, just logically, a computer couldn't do that. It's a 2D image. It can't even tell where. Uh, but you got to click the enhance button. Enhance. You have to click the enhance <laughs> button. It sounds like we're getting closer, though, right? That's what yeah. you're saying. Well, we are getting closer. That, I think that's what the thing yeah. was about. But they said that they think we're still at least ten or fifteen years out from it being able to. Like on Facebook, it can yeah. suggest a friend to tag. And it's about sort of sixty percent accurate, and then yeah. and about twenty percent hilarious. <laughs> you guys, you know what it's time for? Bob Seger. It's time to scratch off another <laughs> ticket. We got a guest yes. scratcher in the oh, kitchen. Oh yeah. What? What? Give him a nickel. You think Brendan will come out here and be a guest He's scratcher for a second? His head right now, that makes oh, it perfect. Is this a bad idea? <laughs> Go do it. Let's All right, I'll it. be right back, guys. I'm going to recruit a new scratcher. Okay, and I'll explain the deal while you're while you're doing it. Well, um, uh, Brendan, our roommate, is about to come out and scratch a lottery ticket. We're going to we're going to put him on the mic. Um, you guys, he's a. Uh, hey. hey. Um, just super drunk. Guest scratcher. So, There's a nickel so drunk. somewhere. Roommate Brandon. Hello. Hello all. So I'm in action here, huh? Some, some real action. Is there a coin somewhere? There was a coin. We had a coin. Somebody won five cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is kind of like being in Vegas. <laughs> all right. You guys guide me through this. I'm, a, I'm a more of a lottery ticket guy than a, a scratcher guy. It was a $5. A $15. I just, I just, I think you have to get three of them. $15, $10. One more 15 and we'll be good. Oh, I see. That last one's a 15. So this is it, huh? We'll see. Hold my breath. Come on. Here we go. One, two, three, five. What about that? Five and five? I think you got to have three of something, don't you? So I'm donating this back to the table. Yeah. Thank you. It's a bookmark. We got a bookmark. Fantastic. Well played. It was expertly scratched. Thank you, Brendan. Yeah. Brendan, great job, man. Thank you. Well. I'm getting disillusioned with the system. Yeah, I feel I'm bad about stealing these from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Poor fella. Well, that was a. That was. We're one for four. We're one for three. We're one replacement scratch card for a. That's a winner. If, yeah. if all we end up having by the end of this is the the free ticket, are we opening the champagne? It's a winner. Okay, it's a winner. Yes. <laughs> There's no, no point in getting caught up in semantics. It's, yeah. It is a winner. It is a winner. But that um, sounds like cars will be able to drive themselves very soon, then. Because if, the if a computer can scan the road in the way that it's like being able to scan a two-dimensional image, then it should be able to see what we do, you know, eventually to 3D, and so no more DUIs. 
Hopefully, yeah. Just put cars on That'd rails. Be so rad. Yeah. I, I mean, the I best. don't drink much, but I would love to have like a little pod that just sort of carries me around. You would drink more, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's what's holding me back. <laughs> I mean, when you were in New York, was it just? I I, I think New York would be awful for me. Because oh my god! There's yeah, nothing just holding drunk you all back. the time. There's no reason not to be. <laughs> well, you do that thing where you you get off work, or if you're unemployed, you're like, yeah, you want to meet at like four. For a beer, and then you say yes, and then somebody has a show, so you have two drinks, and then you go to the show and have a drink, and then afterwards, like, hey, you want to hang out, and you walk to another place and get a drink, and then so you started at 5 p.m., and then you roll home at like 2 or 3 or 4 a.m. pretty regularly, and you start the cycle again. One time I did the math, and I think I had uh, consumed 18,000 calories of alcohol in one week. Wow. Where do you put it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm usually on the gutter, just throwing up on the streets, wandering around. But yeah, it's uh, you can just binge. You can yeah. just have 20 I don't know drinks how a night. You'd, you'd stop, and then with, without without last call happening, you know, like you would just stay. Well, last calls, last call happens. It happens at four, and then if okay. you really want to do it, you can do it. But nobody, the one thing that they don't do there is you very rarely go, and somebody's like, "Well, let's just have another one back in my place," or like, "Let's," you know, it's you drink at the bar, and then you either go home with the person you're gonna go home with, you go home yourself, or you just grab food in. You know, you grab a falafel on the fly. Falafel on you the fly. But there's no pizza. hangouts. There's no apartment hangouts because everyone's apartments are tiny. Is that the reason? Yeah, kind of there's everyone? no. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. I'm looking forward to heading out there uh, in three weeks. Oh, Wait, so you're doing... Weeks. Yeah, what, what's your What's going on I here? just... I wanted to get out of town for a bit. I'm going to Nicaragua for a couple weeks. I'm back here for a week. Then I'm in New York for a week. And then Michigan for Thanksgiving. Wow. Mm. Wow. So. Looks like Matt and I are going to have to... Well, we're going to have to do some podcasts. We're going to yeah. have to do some stuff. Oh, we, we're going to have them all. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave you guys high and dry. We're going to have them all ready before I leave town. So and by the time you hear this, it probably will be Thanksgiving-ish, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, so. <laughs> I suppose so. But uh, do you guys want to talk about babies? Or I always want to talk about yes. babies. <laughs> Who <I> doesn't? <laughs> uh, well, it turns out that babies' intuition for numbers predicts later skill at math. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so you babies. can know if you have a dumb baby pretty, pretty quickly? Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> Finally, the baby stuff. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. 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 Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> so it turns out that if a six month old can distinguish between 20 dots and 10 dots, she's more likely to be good at math in preschool. That's the conclusion of this new study, which finds that part of our proficiency at addition and subtraction may simply be something we're born with. Um, researchers have long wondered where math skills come from, wondered if they're innate or if uh, we should credit studying or good teachers or some combination of the two. Um, and math ability is a very complex concept. There are a lot of factors that play into it, um, said uh, Ariel Starr, graduate student in psychology and neuroscience at Duke University. And one of those uh, factors appears to be the uh, approximate number system or the intuitive capacity to discern between groups of objects of varying magnitudes. So we share that talent with lots of other animals, including rats, monkeys, birds, and fish. I'm assuming horses. Not me. <laughs> I'm assuming horses, because I've seen them count. Uh, some of those animals, for example, can match the number of sounds they hear, the number of objects they see, and others can watch handlers place different objects, uh, like food items, into buckets, and then choose the bucket with the most food in it. So animals also have this capacity for knowing the numbers of things. Um, but this new study shows that uh, a child's ability to approximate numbers... 
acts as a foundation for developing. Heather and I aren't buying this at all. Yeah, I don't no. know if watching how much slop they put in the bucket means <laughs> you know numbers. You know what I mean? I think relative amounts of slop. See slop, you know? More you know or how less. much slop is more than less slop. But you'd see, like, I can look at a mound and I can say that's a bigger mound than that mound. But you some know? animals can't do that, and some dumb babies can't do that. Take them All out. Those poor yeah. dumbs. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. Well, I, real I, dumb. Nice I didn't either. know the thing about the amount of like beeps and then the amount of objects. What animals are doing that? That's that's. Um, it didn't specify, but that's it, crazy. One, one of those in that group of rats, monkeys, birds, and fish. I'm guessing that they mentioned the great like apes. A, a bird could probably do that. I'm guessing. <laughs> so, do they put all those animals together like yeah, a really awkward a tea house. party? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and they really Wow. Who buddies up with who? Like yeah. who's like the rat and the fish are really like catty towards the bird. <laughs> right. The bird feels fat she gets an eaters i'm sorry this is it's I always see, the way but, but the bird represents jesus and the whole time monkey was uh a life of pi i don't know <laughs> oh right yeah. no i thought you were doing a uh, chronicles of narnia <laughs> yeah that's where i thought you were going yeah did you it's, guys did you guys watch life of pi yes no, i read the book i read it and it uh it annoyed me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was a really lovely story and pretty, with a really stupid beginning and end. That ending is so trite, yeah. I was like, and there, da, da, and that's why God exists. Like, <sighs> What was your take on it, Scotty? Hmm. Um, it was interesting. I, I really didn't look forward to it, and then it won some awards, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out, and I, I was just bored the entire time. Like, it was one of those things where within <laughs> five a, minutes, I started doing other stuff. It's always a good way to start a film is uh, yeah. annoyed that you have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably the best, lot, the best actually. way to take in art. When I, when I go to any art gallery, I'm, I'm pissed I have to be there. Against <laughs> my will. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I do that a lot, actually. Really? I think I go into things like, I gotta see this stupid thing. Everybody's gonna talk about it. Dude. I gotta know what it is. It's my job to know things that yeah. people are talking about. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a, that's how I view watching TV now. That's like now that I am submitting to things, like I'm like, ah, this is a chore now, and I've made this thing that's everyone else's fun thing into a thing that I dread because I have to do it. Yes. Well, that's like, what have these TVOed. That's what all of entertainment that is. I have to go is watch that any entertainment job is is other people's escapism is your job. Yeah, and then yeah. it becomes the reverse. Like you know, my my escapism now. Um, is, you know, like cleaning out toilets in an office building. <laughs> That's sort of like what I do for fun, like on a Friday night. You know, while that... While, while you were doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While, you know, that, that janitor is, you know, they're, they're out at a comedy club. So it's... <laughs> I mean, why do you think I turned to online firefighting? Yeah, it's just out of sheer boredom. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, I want a little realness. How many, how many birds was that? How many what? <laughs> you didn't hear the bird chirping? Oh, it was I one bird. It. it was one oh, bird. Oh, okay, okay. Just six chirps from one bird. Yeah. Okay. Let's face it, guys. We're not as smart as the rat, monkey, fish, bird team. No. The little A team they got going there. Well, in the yeah. Um, we call them the uh, the Chinese calendar. That's what we call yeah. this uh, this story. By the way, in what is in Wired uh, magazine was uh, e- was sent in by Nicole Hazler. Thanks, oh, Nicole. thanks, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah. And uh, so the way this study was run was um, they recruited 48 six-month-old infants. I don't know what the recruitment process is like for six months. <laughs> <laughs> they sent out some, like, feelers, some agents to go watch them in, 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 in practice. Yeah, they for doing it. Yeah. There's flyers up at, like, little tiny Starbuckses on, like, a little bulletin board. Walk my dog or bring your kid to this test. <laughs> I'm more picturing a guy with, like, a whistle around his neck and a clipboard just, like, watching babies. Do you like oh, clean no, water? I'm picturing cleavage walking. 
walking around being like, milk for free, not your mom's. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. all babies want to cheat on their moms <laughs> and have different milk. Yeah, they yeah. want new nips. That's the next test. Yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember just craving different. Yeah. Whoring babies. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. So anyhow, they, they showed those 48 babies opposing images of two sets of dots that flash before them on a screen. One side of the screen always contained 10 dots, which are arranged in various patterns. The other side alternated between 10 and 20 dots, also in various patterns. And they tracked the infant's gaze, a common method for judging infant cognition, to see which set of dots they preferred to watch. Um, baby prefer baby baby prefer <laughs> baby prefer to look at new things baby prefer to look at new things uh, yes babies prefer to look at new things rather than old things so the pattern of dots that flash between arrays of 10 and 20 should appear more interesting to infants because the dots were changing not just in position but in number yes and uh, both screens change dot position simultaneously so in theory the flashing pattern changes were equally distracting so it rules out the flashing as being the reason you'd watch it and if the infant indicated that she picked up on the difference in dot numbers by preference, she's staring at the 10 and 20 dot side of the screen. The researchers concluded that her intuitive number sense was at work. So that's one of the babies we're predicting is going to be better once it comes time. So this is based on what they stare at? Yeah, so they stare at stuff. They like to stare at stuff that changes more. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, guys, I worked all night on this. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I, that we have to take them at their word, I guess. It's in Wired Magazine. What kind of job is that? Like, how would you... Uh, what do you do for a living? I make... Um, I design tests for babies. <laughs> I uh, gently torture babies. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I don't talk. I just flash them. <laughs> just flash them. <laughs> <Constantly>. <laughs> <Baby> flash. <laughs> they like to look at new things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they followed up with these kids uh, three years later and invited those same babies to return to the lab. <laughs> Imagine They somebody. all survived? <laughs> Uh, uh, wow. The team asked the children to complete a set of standardized tests that measured math ability, intuitive number sense, understanding of number words, and general intelligence. And uh, they tested whether children knew what Arabic numerals went, meant, for example, and asked them to solve word problems such as, if Johnny has one cookie and then his mom gives him three cookies, how many cookies does he have? Three cookies. Three cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, after doing all this, uh, children who performed in the top 50% of the math achievement test had a significantly higher intuitive number sense in infancy than those who performed in the bottom 50%. So it does correlate with those babies and what they're staring at early on. And I don't know how they this... They need to check back in with these babies when they're like 35. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know I know. I mean? when, it, when it gets real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we... When <laughs> math really starts to happen. <laughs> and they're still terrified of dots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. When the signal changes, traffic signal, <laughs> yeah. they just freak yeah. One of them went to India and killed himself. <laughs> um, start Rain Man style <laughs> slapping themselves. In the that would have been a better beginning to that M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Happening. Is that yeah, what it was? With the trees getting revenge? Yeah, if it had just been that Kids that have been showed uh, dot flashing dots just ended up killing themselves automatically throughout their life. Much better movie, yeah. like a Manchurian Candidate yeah, type. Better, they get activated. Could still be made. Yeah, I, I'm gonna work something. I'm gonna kickstart it. Yeah. I think Set it up for two o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. put it on your list. I need your children. And I need two bad TVs. I need 48 for some reason. That's the even number I've chosen. Have you guys seen The Lady in the Water? Yes. And like oh, nope. No, I didn't. Yeah. One of the I worst movies I've ever seen. I all the way until seen. that one. And I watched The Sixth Sense on TV yesterday. It's really good. I mean, I know yeah. we all know that, but like, what happened? Yeah, I think he's just a one-trick pony. Blue as well. I don't think he's a one-trick. I mean, I thought, I thought The Village was awesome. Mm, you didn't see that coming too, though? 
I was into it. No, no, no I saw it coming. It doesn't I just matter. Thought, just, the movie was good. I just yeah. thought, farce. It's farce. He <laughs> wrote. I just thought it was a great. You know, it was a good, suspenseful, weird. It was movie. a weird. It was movie. weird. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought the acting was well done. That was William Hurt, right? Yes. Yeah. Villain, William John Hurt. Hurt. John. Wait. John Hurt. John Hurt. Which one's the which one's the uh, um, just the the uh, guy who de- the movie about the guy in the sensory deprivation? Eddie Hurt. Eddie Hurt. <laughs> okay. um, Altered states. No, which Hurt is wrote, that? Is that William or John? M Night Shyamalan wrote that teen movie that uh, not uh, she's all that, but it's like oh that. yeah, it's yeah, that really big one. It's the one that Jennifer Love Hewitt's in. Can't hardly wait. That's it. He oh, wrote that. Oh my goodness. What? M Night Shyamalan wrote Can't Hardly Wait. Really. One and a half trick pony. Yeah. 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 Good trick. <laughs> I'm still waiting for uh, M. Night Shyamalan and uh, Daniel Day Lewis to get something happening. Yeah. I feel like that <laughs> that name back. combo <laughs> is going to be a pretty sweet poster. Yeah. And as we all know, you start with the poster and you work backward. Right. Hollywood. Right. Hollywood. Day and night. Yeah. Race wars. <laughs> day and night together at last. <laughs> Wasn't there a Tom Cruise night and day movie? Yes, there was. I saw that one. Was that good? No. I, I thought it would look shiny. I don't know. This has been probably movies. <laughs> well, no, I just, yeah. I, anyway, I thought The Village was, was great. Uh, yeah, just just my opine. But uh, Lady in the Water, what a fucking... So what, it's about like a worst. ghost lady in the water now? I kind of want to... But she's like in a pool. It's like Paul Giamatti and there's made up shit, it's made all, up it, words. It, the origin of the movie is he was telling a story to his kids, like a night a bed, yeah. bedtime story that he was making up as he went along. And after like 30 nights of this, he was like, I should be writing this down. This is gold because his kids were liking it. <laughs> yeah, and the hubris of his cameos oh. in the movies oh, reached yeah, its apex yeah. in Lady in the Water because it starts in his first movies he's just like a guy in the crowd or whatever or like right. a security guard mm-hmm. or something and then in Lady in the Water he's like Jesus. the Jesus Christ of that universe yeah. <laughs> oh, writing boy. the book that will change the world and he kills off Bob Balaban who's the asshole critic there's an actual critic character in the movie who he kills. Oh no! Like, wow. That's not subtle at all. Well, have we finished the story? Sorry. Okay. Sorry. 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 Babies are smart. If they're, well, no, if they're able to distinguish numbers when they're younger, they're going to perform better on tests when they're older. Is the, the re- summary okay. of that? The only reason I said that was I was going to change topics. Then I thought, actually, have we even? I think that's as close as I get to finishing up a story. <laughs> there is one thing that I was about to suggest doing, but I will have to point out that I saw. Um, we're now five cents down because <laughs> the ro- he won. Your, your roommate pocketed the t- <laughs> <laughs> No! That's the best thing that's ever happened that on this show. That makes so my God. Five cent jackpot. He did it. <laughs> I guess oh. I lost again. He just walks around town. That was a real M. Night Shyamalan twist to this I whole know, I, I watched it happen. <laughs> All right. By the way, did anybody else? I took a photo and said nothing. Did anybody, did Jesse, did, you, did anybody smell... Nope. No. Okay. Oh no! I, I gave the precursor like uh, when as you were walking over, I got closer to the mic and said like, "He's drunk. He's very drunk. He's super drunk." <laughs> oh, I just saw you. He's go, always he's... drunk. No, it's for the listeners. You think I he would have done it, a better job of close. winning then because he could have popped that champagne and we could really oh have a moment. <laughs> we should have told him. He that's double lost. <laughs> Who's yet to uh, Heather? Are you? Heather, I haven't please. scratched anything. Oh, scratchy, yeah. scratchy, scratchy. Right. But Matt, you haven't scratched one, have you? I haven't. No. No, nor have I. I'm having trouble holding the microphone and scratching, and it's making me... No, I figured it out. I'm you should no... be able to do both. I figured it out. I know yeah. that's what I was saying, but I got it. I got it. No pressure, okay. but we're at the hour 20 mark. So we got a three, a 300, and a five. Okay. And then... Um... She's doing it amazingly. I've never yeah. seen anybody hold a penny like this before. <laughs> a nine, a 16... So what do we have well, to? There's like a no. There's oh. a 10.99 underneath the 16. That's a tax form. Is it? <laughs> Nine's good though, right? 
Well, don't you have to fill out your you weird to... key number over on the left there? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, the other star. There's got to be another number. I doubt <laughs> it. Do the whole freaking thing. <laughs> oh yeah, your winning number was nine. So then there's no other nine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'm keeping the penny. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, everybody yeah, gets yeah. something. Everybody gets something. Steal some Have a drink. I guess we have time for one final story. Yes. Uh, before we, nice. before we scratch, up and we scratch, before we the, scratch the big winner. Big jackpot. Uh, do you guys want Alzheimer's, Indians and Mars, or 3D printed guns? I mean, I know what the listeners will want. Mm. Does that mean we give them that? Do we want India's you debut Mars mission? Give them what they want a um, DNA story related to Alzheimer's, or I mean, I can tell. I can I mean, tell you talked, the three D yeah. printed gun story is very is a very quick one. In the three uh, D printed gun parts were confiscated in the UK uh, uh, because you know you can't have guns in Britain. Sure, and they found parts of a gun that printed in three D printer, and then they had to apologize and give it back because it was just things. It was just not in any way a gun. Oh wow! Oh. It was. It was uh, well, let's do Indian Mars mission then. I think that that would be. Uh, let's do that because that's yeah, kind of cool. That's interesting, and then I, I can do my accents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'll I'm be honest. That's <laughs> if that's our criteria, the British gun thing sounds like more fun for me from my skill set. Sure. Oh, sure. governor, I agree. <laughs> wow! I didn't think I, I got my voice Helen that Mirren was sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure of it. Damn, Judy so, the, so India's going to Mars. India is going to Mars. India. It's the Mount Everest of the Finally. solar system, you guys. Conquered only by an elite group. Now India is set to join the US, Russia, and Europe in the exclusive club by sending a probe to Mars with the launch expected on the 5th of November. That's cool. Yeah. Um, India's space program, which has been around since the 1960s, is so far focused on aiding the country's development, mm -hmm. building satellites to spot potential sources of groundwater, monitor deforestation. Right. Then in 2008, it launched uh, Chandrayaan-1, a lunar orbiter, and now has plans uh, for further probes to study the moon and space weather. I'll never forget that. <laughs> we all know where we were when yeah. trying. It is weird yeah. that they have to end every mission with a big dance. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a little strange. Of Everyone them. like scoots away from their desks in the yeah. control room and like does a like yeah. synchronized yeah. dance number. Jai Ho! Um, is that racist? I, no, I'm no. staying out of okay. that. No, that's, it's understanding Bollywood cinema. That's cinema. not. That's, that's I, I don't. I, don't um, think that's, uh, I think it's racial. But let's it's let's race not related. Yeah, it's but let's related. as comedians, it's, we should never uh, confuse the ist and the ul. Yes. <laughs> that's very important. Very silent. Yeah. Um, so like I'm quite sexual. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, Matt Kirshen with the swish. So they're gone. They are going. Um, the main goal of their $73 million Mars orbiter mission is to prove that India can put a working probe into Mars orbit. Um, that's no small feat. More than half of all Mars missions so far have failed. I thought they did have small feet. No, that's... <laughs> not even... Uh, that was racist. So, I was giving an example. I was giving a okay, counterexample okay, of... Yeah. Um, and this orbiter should also help to unravel some of the planet's mysteries. It will carry five scientific instruments, including a methane sensor to try to pick up the gas in Mars' mm. atmosphere. Um, on Earth, methane is mainly produced by life, so there was a stir when Earth-based instruments and a European probe detected traces of it in Mars's atmosphere a decade ago. And some are skeptical of those results, believing they were triggered by methane in Earth's atmosphere or perhaps water in Mars's. 
And recently, NASA's Curiosity rover added to the skepticism by finding no methane when it breathed in the Martian air. Um, so that will help uh, give us more evidence about that, and it may also help reveal how Mars became a cold, dry planet with an atmosphere too thin to support liquid water for long periods. So this isn't a manned mission. This is still oh, unmanned. Unmanned. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is any- a big miss, though. This it's is, a big what? All those they taking those scientific instruments, huge mistake. Why is that? Because if they just took something really cool up there and they were the first country to put like the coolest thing on Mars, it would change the way that the world thinks about India. It would be like they are the coolest country. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the they, first the first country to put a kickboxer on Mars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Take the real steel robots, put them up there, and like put like the world's biggest keg, put the world's biggest beer keg on Mars, and they're like, India spent so much money putting the world's biggest keg of Killian's Red up on Mars, and then they just have video of it. People would think India was awesome. Mm-hmm. And this is like, yeah, it's science. This is great. But it's like they have a chance. It's their first thing. Just yeah. take the world by storm. And Who knows the what they're going to do next? Cross-promotional benefit of getting Killians on board. They market it as the red planet. They could get like, like I mean, hundreds of extra dollars yeah. out of Killians. Yes. To help yes. Yeah. Towards the cost of the mission. Yeah. yeah. The stickers on the side of the <laughs> ship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a huge miss for India. They it. screwed this up. It sounds more like what Red Bull would be. <laughs> yeah. It's shocking Red Bull's not doing it. I'd love it if. Yeah. It's weird that they're not. I'd love it if a space mission was sponsored by just a local business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a local sports team. Right. Right. Not even a local, like a local franchise of a national business, like yeah. a specific, like big like a traffic tickets attorney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this uh, space exploration uh, thing that we're getting ready to do. What should is, we call uh, it? It's uh, how about the Arby's on Fifth and <laughs> Glenning, uh, Big Beef and Cheddar. Let's see what's up there. Event. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Put the biggest tray of nachos on Mars, and then people will be like, nobody knows why they did it, but it's awesome. Yeah. And then people are like, I really think we should go. Tomorrow. Well, also, if there are aliens up there, they're going to come out for those nachos. Yes, yeah, I mean, that yeah, could be. Yeah. It's a double. Yeah, whammy. not for methane. No. Yeah. And then when that check shows up, forget about it, man. <laughs> yeah. Martians are always the first. Oh, I got to use the restroom. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Convenient really? Right yeah, everyone knows that about Martians. Slip and slide yeah. into a baby pool <laughs> on Mars. Thanks, India. Can we have a PA so we can somehow like link up? Like Sam Elliott can from Earth like narrate this whole thing on Mars. Yeah. yeah. Operation. What would the name of the operation be? Uh, Operation Metal... Fuck. <laughs> I messed up. Uh, wait, teed it up too much. It was my fault. It's my fault, yeah. Uh, I did that on purpose. It's a uh, comic exclamation. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. He's... he's um, you know what they should whoa. put on there is a player piano. That would be the best thing to put on another planet. Yeah. Just playing a piano. In mo- that would be so Like cool. a Joplin rag? Like what's yeah. it going to be? Con- yeah. Entertainer? Just Never stops. Loop. Yes, that would be the coolest so thing. Weird. It's weirdly depressing though you know the, yeah. uh, it's like the end of the shining or something yeah. it's like a piano playing yeah. alone it's the coolest people would talk about India in a totally different or, way or a sign that says Jupiter yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be uh, yeah that would be yeah. a PR coup that would be the funniest space joke ever Missed surely Banksy yeah. is doing something on there's Mars by now some, there's gotta be a Banksy up there that we're, we're unaware street of street art on the moon what about on the Mars? hatch from Lost is the hatch from Lost doing anything so cool <laughs> yeah, so cool put Desmond up there yeah <laughs> have a guy counting yes just, just a guy who counts see then people would care about space yeah as he's being jettisoned to his death you could see him through the portal holding up the not Penny's boat 
<laughs> That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. An Indian dies. guy that looks like Desmond yeah. with not his boat written on his hand, yeah. truly dying. Yeah. If any of our listeners one have any show in the world. good ideas of things to put on Mars, that's going to be uh, probably science at <laughs> gmail.com. Or tweet us at probably science. Mm-hmm. Heather, what would you put in, into space or on Mars if you had the... If you had the free my choice. one woman show. <laughs> I don't like it. A lot of crazy characters when I was growing up on Mars. <laughs> there was the milkman, for instance. Hey, Heather. I could stash my wigs in a crater. <laughs> when the when the second mission shows up, you could start off with, "Oh, hello! I didn't see you there." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I think before we wrap this thing up, uh, we should do the final scratch card. Oh, yeah. oh that, no, that's you, Matt. Jesse, why don't you scratch it? And I'll open the I'll open the champagne because. Oh, oh, okay. Yep. All right. We're already winners, but mm-hmm. I, I spy a big victory. I do too. I just have All a right. good feeling. All right. Let's see here. Wait, wait till he's got the champagne at the ready. <laughs> well, my winning <laughs> number. Time. My winning number Slow was also down. nine, just like Slow the previous. Uh-huh. Oh, so, so here's hoping it's not an identical ticket. Well, that, I mean, I, that'd be. An, an anomaly, but are you winning? Here. Wait, wait, keep it, keep it timed right, so we can. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how vigorous this. Uh. No, sorry, guys. Wait, no, we didn't. <laughs> sorry, you didn't work. You didn't no, win. No, didn't win anything. But the, so obviously but, that means statistically this next ticket we're gonna win like a million dollars. We Andy, get this free Andy ticket. Pointed away from people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay, you gonna you gonna to winning it up a free ticket. <laughs> To losing four dollars. All right, man, got some of the good Andre. We should have had glasses yeah. ready. I just have a bottle of uh, a bottle of champagne. Uh. Um, what do you guys have coming up? Um, Heather, you have anything around the corner? Yeah, I have a show tonight at a place called Spitz. Well, this then, that's, oh, that's, this won't two be two and a half weeks. Oh ago no, that's oh, I, you know what? I don't plan several weeks in advance. Um, you know me, fly by the seat of my pants, real spontaneous. Well, where can people find you? you Twitter. You can find me at Twitter, Casual Velvet. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my name's Heather Thompson. There's no P in the Thompson. I didn't decide to be difficult. It's a family thing. But you can <laughs> you know find me on Facebook or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, James, what about you? Uh, I uh, write a f- silly column called I Like It Anyway for uh, The Higgs Weldon, which is an online literary magazine humor mm-hmm. thing. So if you want to read me interviewing uh, much more famous comedians than myself, I do that on the internet. And are you on the, are you on the Twitter as well? I am on Twitter. Uh, that's at uh, James Austin. That's, uh, that's James, but with a C-H instead, uh, <laughs> because I like to think that I'm a delightful person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, what about Scotty you? Scotty Landis. Um, Thursday nights, Comedy Central at 12.30 a.m., Adam Devine's house party. Please and watch it. this season, Brooks Whelan is going to be one of the Brooks Whelan sticks him. a stick of butter down my pants when I'm passed out. True story. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I saw uh, Ahmed Barouche's the other night. I watched that. Great. Yeah, yeah it did great. great. All the comics were great. You may recognize Scotty as the gentleman in the front um, row who got up when he heard that there was Froyo that was totally right. down again. I'm hungry, man, in every episode. We do that bit three times, and in every episode, I'm eating food, mm. gorging in the background. Mm. So yellow shirt. Short teal shorts. Yeah, eating food. Yeah, uh, and the new Keep season your, of Workaholics. Tell your moms. Yeah, excuse me. And the new season of Workaholics as well. And season four of Workaholics should premiere, I think, in January, or February. So check Excellent. that out to see. Scotty, how do people find you? Have Twitter, all that? Nope. Okay. Off the radar. <laughs> Off the grid. 
focusing. Yep. He doesn't have to multitask. Yeah. He can do one thing nope. well. And that's not right trying comedy. to climb this shit mountain like you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just off the grid. <laughs> no, no, it's not well. No, I mean, the champagne. I, I, <laughs> yeah, the champagne's good. <laughs> Thank you for the champagne. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you all for the, for the scratch cards. And yeah, uh, yeah probablyscience at gmail.com. Tweet us at probablyscience. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to our guests. And we will hopefully You're see welcome. you next week. I hope I'm not dead so in welcome. Nicaragua. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye. You're still welcome. <laughs>